Hello everybody, um, it's Lyndall here with episode 5 of a coronavirus retreat and today a little prayer practice that you might like to, well, practice I suppose. Um, apropos of not very much at all, I've been thinking this morning about how often the way we pray doesn't actually connect us with God. Now, sorry if that sounds heretical. Generally speaking, I believe that everything we say and everything we pray is heard, and I I don't dispute that for a moment. But how often, if we're honest, do we pray, but we don't feel like we've tuned in? We don't feel like we've got that connection um, that is the back and forth, the interchange and exchange between us and God. And we know we're heard, but if we're honest, it doesn't always make a lot of difference. <gasps> Shouldn't really say that out loud, should you? But anyway, I just did. Um, <laughs> and I want to teach you a method that I use, which might be helpful in these moments. The great thing about this is you can do it anywhere at all and should do it really regularly. Uh, I should do it more regularly than I do. So I shall take this as my note to self uh, to practice this more often. You see, what happens is I need to do a bit. I need to you need to uh, come with me on a journey through my very basic understanding of the working of the human brain. So forgive me uh, if this is if you're listening to this and you actually know a thing or two about neurology uh, or neuroscience, then feel free not to be terribly shocked by how little I know. Um, But what I do know is that there is a part of the brain which deals with planning, organisation and problem solving. And it's the part of our brain which is actually the most articulate. So if you are going to form a prayer made of lots of words, it will be that part of your brain that forms that prayer. So if you think, right, I'm going to pray about this situation now. Very often the first part of your brain that kicks in because you've presented a problem, this situation needs to be prayed for, right? So that part of the brain comes in uh, and has lots of words and lots of thoughts. And, and often our prayers are a reciting to God of our ideas about something, aren't they? Dear God, I pray for this. And I, uh, if you could do this, and could you do this? And, and I pray that this will happen for this person over there and that that will get sorted in that. And, and we're, we're almost, uh, it's not that we're trying to tell God what to do. It's just that the part of our brain that is praying is the part of our brain that does problem-solving planning and organisation. So, of course, it's going to pray a terribly efficient problem-solving planning and organisation kind of a prayer. The thing is, we are a lot more than that part of our brain. And in truth, that part of our brain is not the best at finding connection with God. You see, God speaks, and when God speaks, God speaks to the whole of our being. And there are other parts of our brain. There are parts of our brains that do emotion and feeling and sensing and receiving the information of our senses and so on and so forth. And then there are other parts of us, despite what the uh, neuroscientists might say, that are not our brains. We have body and spirit and gut and heart and those things are not defined uh, by the electrical pulses in our heads. So how do you connect your whole self in prayer, even in that moment when you when you're just sort of praying a quick prayer on your way to something or through something 
Um, and this is a technique that I use and I call it the one word technique because the point about that bit of the brain that I've just talked about, uh, the problem solving bit, is it has lots of words. And sometimes it's the many words that get in the way. And so what what I do at any rate, and I recommend it to you, is that in any given, and it doesn't have to be needing something, it might, it can be thankfulness, it can be, um, it can be any uh, kind of prayer, it can be confession, it can be intercession, it can be praise, it can, anything you like. But what I try to do is to, uh, and if you've ever done prayer retreats with me, there's a good chance we've done this in different ways. Try to get it down to one word. Try to shrink it down. In this moment, what is the word that is rising up in me? What is the word? I'm going to say this in several different ways because lots of people have different images and different metaphors that work for them. What is the word that's flowing out of me? What's the word that sums me up right now? What's the word that defines what I'm trying to say or ask for or need? What's the word that encapsulates? What's the word that I find uh, is loudest in myself, if you like? And that's not just about listening to your problem-solving brain. Uh, So, for instance, if I'm in a situation where I'm praying for a loved one, my problem-solving brain might have all kinds of things. And it might say, oh, well, what they they most need, obviously what they most need now is, uh, is for I don't know for in this current situation is for somebody to go around with a food parcel for them. That's what that's what they most need. But actually, if I listen to my whole self, I find that as I think about that person, hold that person uh, in my heart, the word that's rising up in me is not they need a food parcel. It might be, but it's not on the whole. Uh, perhaps it's more something more like peace or reassurance or whatever. Do you see what I mean? So getting down to the one word and reassurance might involve a food parcel but it's probably quite a lot more than a food parcel so whilst I'm a big fan of praying specific prayers and when it comes to specific prayers your problem solving brain is perfect and absolutely the right thing to deploy but for a deeper and a wider connection in prayer go to the one word go and let me say Word in inverted commas. If you were watching me, I'd be doing air quotes right now um, <laughs> because it might not be a word. Quite often when I do this distilling down and I do this sort of refining, this listening and saying, you know, what's the one word rising up in me? Actually, it's a picture or it's an emotion. You see, sometimes what this does is it connects us with what is going on in us. And prayer is fundamentally the connection of what is going on in me with the connect. uh, Sorry, prayer is fundamentally the connection of what is going on in me to what is going on in God. Prayer is fundamentally the connection between what is going on in me and what is going on in God. So prayer is only and ever the most honest admission, confession, expression of what is happening in me at that moment towards this particular situation I'm in or this particular situation I'm interceding for. And it connects with what is going on in God. And that is how the the power of prayer is released. That's what the effectiveness of prayer is, but that's a whole nother podcast. So, can, so asking for that one word, seeking that one word that's rising up in you might be a picture. It might be an emotion. It might be just a feeling of grief. 
And that's fine. You don't need to put that into words. You, you can if you want, but you don't have to deploy the problem solving brain to go, well, Lord, I'm feeling grief. And therefore what I need is that just give God the grief. Just give that one word. Put that one word out there. Uh, uh, put that, speak that one word in you. Hold that one image or emotion in you for a few moments. And then wait and see what comes back. Because you've expressed that emotion and it will not go unanswered from heaven. Unfortunately, and this is yet another podcast, silence is also an answer. So I just have to say that because when I say it won't go unanswered, it often sounds like uh, I mean that you've done it wrong if you don't get something really specific back. Silence is an answer. If you're deeply sorrowful, if you're, you know, a person sitting with you is not going to well, hopefully not, going to crassly come up with all kinds of solutions to your stuff and, and, and say, well, I've just got one thing to say to you, which is really going to help you. Sometimes when things are tough, silence is the appropriate response, but it's not an absent silence. It's a present silence. It's I'm, I'm just with you. I don't, I don't want to speak into this at the moment, but I'm with you. So little parenthesis there, silence is also a response. Put it out there, speak it in there and there will be a response and listen for what that response is. It might come back to you as a as another word. It might come back to you as the same word. It might come back to you as a picture that picks up your picture and takes it into a different place. It might come back to you as a a feeling that kind of overlays your feeling. So if what you expressed was an emotion, it might be that another feeling, just you can you can sense another feeling stirring at the edges of what you're already feeling it it's really hard to explain because I'm trying to define the indefinable really but I want to encourage you to make that exchange not just once today but many times get it down to the one word and that might be a word a picture a feeling it could be anything really and offer that up and wait for what comes back and when you get used to this it takes literally seconds actually and very often when I'm going around, I'll find myself just suddenly touching base with myself. OK, how do I feel about this? What's going on here? Right. That's my one word. And straight back. Oh, OK. That's that's encouraging. Thank you, God. You know, that's helpful. So uh, get used. Doesn't have to take a long time. Get used to doing that. And I pray that that will help you to break free of the wordiness and to get beyond your problem-solving brain so that your whole being is praying.